0: Hello, wise ones, and welcome to A Little Wiser. I'm here with Erica. Hello, Erica. Hey, Kimmy. As we do on this show, we are going to look back on last week's episode with Alice Marie Johnson, who sang in the episode. That was <laughs> a highlight did. for me.
1: Yes. That was cool.
0: I think if we've only had one or two guests sing. I don't know. I really like it. I did too. Yeah, it was cool. Erica, refresh our memory for anyone who hasn't listened yet or forgot, because like me, they have brain fog and forget everything. (laughs) Very quickly,
1: the story of Alice Marie Johnson and why we chose to share it on All the Wiser. Yes. So Alice Marie Johnson, she is currently a criminal justice reform advocate, but she's known mostly for the clemency that she was granted after being convicted in 1996 for involvement in a drug trafficking organization and sentenced to life in prison. She served 21 years in prison, and she was released and pardoned by then-President Donald Trump. And the reason that Donald Trump knew about her story was because the little-known celebrity called Kim Kardashian, you may have heard of her, she got wind of Alice's case. And I don't know if you were familiar with Kim's, she became an attorney. I don't remember when along the way she became an attorney. Do you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into Kim. Don't worry about that. Okay, we're, okay. We're gonna we're gonna unpack all that.
1: But the point is that Kim took her under her wing, represented her, and helped her get out of this life imprisonment. And today, she continues to advocate to change the laws to help those who are incarcerated. Yeah, and one of the reasons we had her on the podcast,
0: we've been doing a lot of stories, or maybe they're just the ones that really stick with me, meaning that I think about them a lot, about the incarcerated population. And primarily our guests have been men, primarily men of color, which is the largest population in our prison system. And I was really intrigued by women, women living their lives and existing within the prison system as inmates. And the only female I realized was Amanda Knox, which was a little different, right? It was a very high profile tabloid case. There's been books written about it. It was in another country. She was young. When I came across this story of Alice, it was felt serendipitous in the sense that I I really wanted to tell a story about female incarceration and what what Mm. that looks like Mm -hmm. and what a unique experience that is. And yes, in fact, as we started digging deeper, I'm texting Erica. I'm like, okay well, now I'm I'm learning Kim Kardashian's (laughs) all of these additional layers. And while she made some mistakes, the punishment did not fit the crime remotely whatsoever. This was during the 90s. It was tough on crime. So here she is decades later, a mom of five, I think by that point, a grandmother sitting in a prison cell. And by the way, making the most of it and building
1: friendships and singing and teaching. and That was what I took away from this episode the most was just how she was able to make the most out of every situation she was in. And I feel like that was instilled in her really young because of her mother. Her mother was like this incredible woman, did not you think? Yeah. So they grew up in rural
0: poverty, rural racism, right? So her parents were sharecroppers. They basically had to escape in the middle of the night to get away from the bosses and the family that was they were working for. And their mom just instilled from a very young age that education was the path to freedom for her kids. And Alice, even as a really young girl and then a young woman, had this belief in herself that was extraordinary and advocated herself in correlation with that belief. I'm capable. I deserve to succeed. I will be successful in the world because I'm smart And here she is set up in all of these environments where, oh, here's this girl. She doesn't have a great education. She's young. She's black. She's from a poor family and just continues to thrive and thrive and thrive. Um,
1: Yeah. And and her mom would tell them stories of success outside of their small town that they lived in. So the way that Alice described it was that her mom was a dreamer and that she really gave the kids something to believe in at a very young age. And
0: and her conviction is very complex and layered. Easiest way to understand it is to go back and listen to the interview, which is a really compelling conversation. But Erica, can you quickly explain
1: why her sentence was so severe? What happened with her sentence, because I think it's It's important to say is that she was charged with conspiracy, which means that she was responsible in a sense for everyone else who was involved. And so when it comes to those conspiracy charges, if you are one of the first people to volunteer your guilt and work with the police to help indict others, you are given leniency and she was given some bad advice to not take the plea and to go to trial and that really screwed her in the end because all the other co-defendants that were involved testified against her they got much more lenient sentences between just probation and up to 10 years and she unfortunately even though she did not actually make the deals or sell the drugs got a life sentence
0: yeah, she was basically like the go between answering the phone, sort of the communication. Yeah. And you see it, right? Even you see it in television and film where they need to build a case. So we'll give you a deal, point the figure at somebody else and around and around it went until it was all on Alice, in spite of her having perhaps the smallest, most removed, and no criminal background. Yeah,
1: right. No car- criminal background. And if you look at holistically what was going on in her life at that point give me a break you know she was going through a divorce she lost her home she lost her job this woman was desperate and as we all know we all make bad choices coming from a place of desperation I don't know if anyone actually who who do who makes a good choice out of desperation I, I just is that even possible she was convicted of eight federal criminal counts related to involvement in a cocaine trafficking organization. Yeah. And this is 30 years ago. Yeah.
0: All right. Getting to – I think there's two things that came up for me. And we talked a little bit about this when we didn't – the last interview of the season before we wrap for the summer with – Fernando, who was a hospice worker in a prison in California, that his freedom ultimately came from a journalist allowing him and his humanity to be visible. So she wrote a piece for the New York Times going into this hospice wing, understanding who he is, his redemption, the transformation and vastly different human being from the young teenage boy who went in in his 90s. He's now a 40-year-old man. And when she made him visible by spending time with him, understanding the heart, mind, soul of who he is and sharing it publicly, politicians, in this case, Gavin Newsom, caught wind and pardoned him. And he was set free. In this case, of Alice, The ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, learned about Ellis, the injustice that she had been sitting in a prison for decades, and that the punishment by no means fit her involvement in this crime in the 90s. And she became visible as a result of them discovering her and who she was. And Kim Kardashian, one of the most famous women in the world, came across this story, it so happens, then now that I understand more about Kim and her passion for the justice system. Her father was a lawyer, a famous lawyer. She was very close with him. She had thought for many years that she would be a lawyer. And she made it her passion, her pursuit to help this woman be freed certainly had the resources to hired her a lawyer, worked very closely with that lawyer. So in both cases, these really powerful entities, right? You're looking at uh, the ACLU, the celebrity and power of Kim Kardashian, the New York Times, who made these people visible. And as a result, they were set free. And obviously, what that makes you think about is all of the people that remain invisible, the hundreds and thousands that are invisible today that haven't had that luck, that opportunity, that moment. And I don't know what the solution is, but I thought deeply uh, about this idea of invisibility and when people in positions of influence who, and kudos to them, the journalist, Kim Kardashian, who said, I want to help, who stood up. So that's kind of what it what it really reminded me of
1: is this notion of invisibility. Mm, yeah, it's bittersweet in a way, right? Because it's a cool story in a sense that this big celebrity, Kim Kardashian, teamed up with Jared Kushner to persuade Trump to grant clemency to Alice and in my research I I found that she even notes that one of the reasons that she thinks that it happened was because at the time she was married to Kanye West who was a noted Trump supporter so that definitely you know helped tremendously but the program the the clemency project that kind of kicked off this whole thing, which was created during the Obama administration. Alice was one of 16,000 petitions for clemency. And it's just incredible when you think about, you know, she is a needle in a freaking haystack that this happened. And it's a blessing that since her release, she's – made it her mission to be a voice in the conversation around criminal justice reform. The month after she was released, she called for an end to mandatory sentencing. She met with the governor of Tennessee to promote greater access to expunging records and and also prisoner education, which was such a fascinating part of the story, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Explain that part. Well, because of her passion for education and her ability to just make the most out of – she is like the quintessential make lemonade out of lemons or make – is that how the statement goes? <laughs> I don't even know. But – Yes, I believe so. Yes, I thank you're you. correct. Yeah. So she started teaching classes to other women, just, you know, computer – classes all kinds of things that she had taken upon herself to learn when she was in the working world and she realized that only women with the shorter sentences were the ones who were coming to the classes and so she wanted to know why and it turns out she uncovered that the women who had longer sentences were not allowed to educate themselves in prison. We're not allowed to take these classes. And so, you know, putting her mind to that challenge, she was responsible for getting making that change and allowing all women to to educate themselves no matter how long their sentence was. I think we're
0: learning so much through the stories of the guests on our show. So for those who aren't Sometimes I'm conscientious. We we may be more immersed in the language of what's happening what we're talking about in the case of Alice and certainly in the case of Fernando is by no means that they they shouldn't there shouldn't have been consequences <laughs> for their actions and serving time was appropriate it was the sentence itself and this was happening at least in my opinion this is my position on it in the 90s, where there was very much a language of politics and political positioning of tough on crime. So there was these very extreme sentences primarily given to people of color. Mm-hmm. So these crimes are committed in the 90s. Alice was a young mother struggling financially. She was sort of recruited to be involved in this network. And here we are, 20. 30 years later and they're still in a prison cell. So that is the in this there is the system is broken systematically fundamentally but that's what we're talking about in the in the case of Alice.
1: Would you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why the ACLU launched the campaign to support her release was because they were arguing that obviously the punishment was excessive and that it was a prime example of the disproportionate impacts on African Americans who unfortunately in the 90s and today suffer the most the most excessive sentences the the least amount of leniency and therefore when, you know, she's talking about all of her children and she went to a prison thousands of miles away from her kids. And, you know, now what? Now what do her kids do? They don't have a mother and they barely have a father. I don't think he was very much in the picture. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The older kids needed to step up and now they're parentified and they have to take care of the young kids. And these types of Sentences are so much greater than just the person. They affect so many lives and so many communities. And, you know, that's why it's so important that we continue to fight for reform.
0: Yeah. And to go back to this visible, visibility, invisibility idea that I keep thinking about. Yeah. It's, we've talked about it recently on A Little Wiser that I covered true crime for a time and place. And while I was covering true crime, there were a lot of high-profile cases with Lacey Peterson and Elizabeth Smart, Natalie Holloway. At that time, there was kidnappings and murders that were very high-profile. You couldn't look on a newsstand or all over the TV and magazines, you name it. And there was eventually some criticism and pushback which was very justified about the statistics of the amount of hispanic women black women similar age that had gone missing that were murdered and there was no coverage nobody knew who they were there was no you know 2020 special trying to solve the crime trying to look for them they were not profiled in people magazine for good or for bad, there's public interest in these stories. A lot of time, like Elizabeth Smart would I actually heard her talk about this. She said to some extent I had privilege and that the world was looking for me. You know? Right. It's a mixed bag because the media aspect of it has been invasive and difficult. But without that spotlight, perhaps I would have never been found. And that was really interesting to think about because the the attention in many cases, which helped the investigation, was people who were, frankly, white and attractive. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it made me, again, that they were made visible by the media. As a result of that, there was attention, there was resources, there In some cases, it really helped. So my head keeps connecting the dots and I don't have an answer. It's more of an observation that certainly holds true all these decades later after those women had sadly been
1: abducted. Yeah, I I do think, though, that there has been some progress, but it hasn't come from the media. It's come from everyday people who are getting on TikTok and sharing their observations about what they see happening in the world. I was just watching this morning, a news story that someone filmed that went viral about this guy who just was in this kind of bike gang club who jumped on top of this woman's car and smashed it, the windshield in. And you know she was in the car with her two kids. And so I just think that that is actually one upside of our kind of 24-7 access to daily life that we have is that n- no longer are just the pretty white girls rising to the top of the pile that more people are getting their stories shared. Would you, yeah. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and like I said, I don't know what the solution is when it – when it comes to more people who shouldn't be sitting in prison cells, especially if they have transformed as humans, if the punishment didn't fit the crime, if they are in a position to be out and contributing members of society. I clearly do not have an answer or solution, which I can propose at this moment on a little wiser, but this idea of when people are In fact, we see their humanity. It can lead to really incredible outcomes. And that was certainly the case with Alice. Mm -hmm. And I also wrote in the newsletter, it it made me think a lot about Kim Kardashian and how we see celebrities as very one-dimensional, as objects. You can look at somebody and say, oh, they're this, they're, you know, not substantive or whatever stereotype you want to have, right? We, we attach these idea of, of who they are. And with understanding Alice's story, and as a result, listening to Kim do an interview, and basically the entire interview was about her passion and dedication to criminal justice reform which is why she's getting a law degree. And if I remove all of my preconceived notions, all of these labels that I want to put on her, mm-hmm. what I heard was somebody who was incredibly intelligent, I found to be credibly genuine and authentic in her pursuit of this and why she wants to pursue this. And I also think that, I know from sort of working and in that orbit of celebrity for a while is that I, I think it can feel a little empty, right? So uh, finding a way to have a cause or something that feels meaningful and purposeful. You 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 see so many celebrities, right? Say I've got this platform, I may as well do something good with it. So honestly, I thought about her a lot. And I thought, here's this person who's actually really layered and dynamic. And had you asked me a month or two ago, I would have had a very different answer. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that was interesting to me.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. And I have not seen the documentary. It's called Kim Kardashian West, The Justice Project, which was produced by her. And it follows her journey advocating for criminal justice reform and highlights mass incarceration in the United States. So that was – that came out in 2020. I know after that time, she also appeared in another documentary focusing on criminal justice reform. I'm not sure what her involvement is today with with this topic because it seems like she's much more focused on her business ventures, but I really – applaud her. I think, oh, yeah, she just launched a private equity firm. That's what she is currently doing right now. She's got a lot of businesses going on. So I can imagine that after working in fashion and launching brands that it's kind of nice to have that balance and work on something more meaningful. Yeah, this interview
0: was more recent. And I think she's uh, working to pass the bar. But when you have that much wealth, frankly, and power, you can pursue those passions because you have access to delegate, right? To throw, to put resources and say, I'm going to focus on growing. I've got this business team. I'm really passionate about this cause. So I'm going to hire best in practice, the top who to run my nonprofit organization. So that's the sense I got is there's no like abandoning these other things. It's more of, This is a thing that I believe I can make a difference, whatever that looks like. So I'm going to become educated on the topic by becoming a lawyer and then resource this team to go out and do the work. Anyhow, point being, it made me have pause about judging people as one dimensional when in fact we are all dynamic people who have, you know, many, many sides. (laughs) Yeah, lots of interest. And so (laughs) it's... This a little wiser in this episode may feel like a deviation, because if you listen to all the wiser and you made a list of 100 things that you thought we would talk about, this is not one of them.
1: (laughs) It's true. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's her story is fascinating, regardless. Alice's story. I mean, she's just an incredible human, incredible human.
0: And she's a lot of fun, like really high energy, super fun to talk to. Um, Yeah, very compelling speaker, compelling speaker, positive, high energy. She was an easy person to do uh, an interview
1: with. She made me want to do something (laughs) like what? I don't know. Maybe do something more selfless or, you know, help those who are suffering in some way and make someone else's life a little bit easier. I think it's just so easy to get kind of caught up in our day to day and and life is hard enough and our own personal struggles. But there's so many people out there who have it really tough and need help.
0: Yeah. Well, I like to believe that in a small way, we're doing We're making an impact with this podcast.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. But even on a local level, I think there's more that we can do in our neighborhoods and communities. I think you should
0: be a lot more like Kim Kardashian. I just think she's a better person than you. I think she's I
1: think I just need her money and I would do a lot of good in the world. So Kim if you're lazy. Yeah.
0: Kim's like, oh God, she's running a business. She's saving the world. You're so lazy. It's true. It's true. I just uh, Um, I need to step it up. I feel the same way. I think about it all the time. And here's where I'm gonna give both of us some grace. Okay. There, if we're lucky, there are many chapters in life and you can't do it all at once. And so if your heart is tugging you, as mine has been, that there is, you're in a new community, there's needs in every community. I'm in a very large city, a lot of suffering. <laughs> if you walk around the streets, you will see it. Yep. And I feel the same thing. Like, why am I not out there contributing in a more direct, meaningful way. And here's where the grace and compassion comes in. You can't do it all at once. And maybe for you right now, moving, basically renovating a house, like truly, this is not contractors. This is Erica, like with a jackhammer (laughs) and then adopting puppies and producing podcasts and working. So there will be a time and a place and a space. And oh, thanks, I feel that Katie. way for myself, too. And it's good we're thinking about it. And hopefully the, the right thing comes at the right moment. But I don't think feeling like
1: oh, I should be doing more serves anyone. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to hear that. I've been having a particularly fragile day today. So, What's fragile? I've never heard that word. It's fragile and vaginal combined. (laughs) (laughs) Please say more. Just, you know, being a woman, sometimes you just have tender days where you're just feeling tender. And I had a friend long ago who coined that term. I'm feeling fragile today. (laughs) It just stuck with me. It makes a lot of sense.
0: (laughs) Um. I'm so sorry you're having a fractional day. I'm going to keep your emotions in your vagina and my thoughts and prayers. Aw, that's so sweet. Thank yes, you so I'm much. Yes, I'm a very kind person. <laughs> I should say it's not rare that I ask Erica what a word means because <laughs> I have a very confusing brain where at times I come across as very articulate and intelligent and at times people's jaw drops because... <laughs> I don't know, a a pretty basic vocabulary word. So Erica will write a script and I will say, what is a trope? And she'll say,
1: well... (laughs) That's we all. I feel like that's everyone, though. There's like, but fair that I didn't know "fragile" because that's a made up. Yes, it's a, it's not a real word. So. Yeah, you so can this let would not be off the,
0: hook <laughs> the first or last time. I'm like, I don't know what that means. I need to look it up before I <laughs> I say it in on a podcast. <sighs> well, we covered a lot. Yeah, criminal justice, racial inequality, Kim Kardashian, Fragile Days. This is a good, very indicative of these episodes.
1: Yes, a good salad bowl of thoughts.
0: (laughs) A week from today, we are having an all the wiser Zoom hangout. Very excited. We have a guest, my dear friend, and she's actually my business coach, life coach, mentor. I've worked with her for years. She's effing genius. Um, So... We're going to come on together face-to-face, Erica, me, our team, um, for an hour and talk about the wisdom we already have within us, right? Because we're a show about wisdom, how we can apply it. Like, here's something in my life that I want to be better. Boom. Here's a piece of wisdom that I know that I'm going to take action on. So that's sort of the nutshell version of it. Um, but it is a Zoom a week from today on Wednesday. It's for all the wiser Patreon members. If you're a Patreon member and you're listening, we love you. Thank you for supporting the show. And yeah, hopefully
1: we're going to see your face next Wednesday. That's my favorite part is just meeting all of the listeners and getting to do those cool little breakout groups where we can actually talk to each other. It's so fun.
0: Yeah. And I think we may have some past guests on, which is always really fun.
1: Yeah. So
0: if you're interested in supporting the show and becoming a Patreon member, it's simple. You can just go in the show notes and look for the link on Patreon or you can go to our website, All The Wiser Podcast. You can go to Instagram and link there. And so, yeah, if you've been thinking about it, now's the time. So you can be with us a week from today. 5 p.m pacific awesome. and that's all i hope your fragile day gets better erica and
1: we will be back with you soon <laughs> thanks kimmy love you all right love you too bye